ready? No. I said, are you ready? Well, for the thousands that are not allowed in attendance and the millions are standing at home, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to discuss it. All right. That's, that's, that's all I got. That's what I got. <laughs> Welcome to the Hot Take Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Hot Take Kenny, a.k.a. Kenny. Joining me tonight are... Well, I guess you would say he's an X Man and a uh, Terminator fan. Logan the Machine. Yeah, see what I did there, aka Tim. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> greetings, greetings, and salutations. And uh, this, this wild cat over here, the the uh, cover band singer extraordinaire, Mister Joe Freeline. Oh, if Tim's not going to do it, I'm going to do it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is the race proudly brings to you WWE. The Road Dog, Jesse James, the Badass Billy Gunn, the New Age Outlaw. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us tonight. We're going to discuss AWW or Nothing 2020, as well as recaps from Raw, NXT, and AEW Dynamite of this week. Uh, so, Double or Nothing, Joe, what did you think of it? Um, I, I think, I think, uh, for me, Double or Nothing was actually, okay, this is how I grade Double or Nothing because I like the creativity of what they are doing at AEW. I think that it was better than WrestleMania, mm. in my opinion. I think it, I, I'd agree with that. I, I think it was better than WrestleMania. And, and, and it's not because of like. Like, is it because, like, um, the matches were better or was it just because the overall context of pay-per-view was better? I think the story they told was a lot better. Um, for example, in the latter match, they brought out Brian Cage. For those who don't know who Brian Cage is, he was uh, Impact Heavyweight Champion for a while. Big, swole dude. Um, an amazing athlete in the ring or whatever. And he won the uh, chance to uh, compete for the AEW Heavyweight Championship. Um, they had Mike Tyson there. Uh, I think at, at one point in the ladder match, Darby Allen has a skateboard and jumps off the top of a ladder and literally like nose dives onto the ladder. Like that's like just like the basic kickflip on top of somebody in the ladder. He misses, but it's the best thing in the world to be that creative and think of something like that. Um, I think the uh, match with um, Cody, and the uh, is the Warhawk? What's his the Red Hawk? What's his name? Bro? Nope. <laughs> name? Murder Hawk. The mur- the murder. That's a terrible. Anyway, <laughs> the Murder Hawk. The Murder Hawk. It was a decent match, but I've seen him go against uh, Will Ospreay, and they also had good matches too. He's 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 an amazing athlete or whatever. And that was a good match. And Mike Tyson almost beat somebody up. Anytime Mike Tyson almost beats up Jake the Snake Roberts, I'm all in. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, it, it was a great match. The championship match with uh, Brody Lee and Mox. Prime time. Beautiful. Beautiful. Great storytelling. All throughout, still had some violent spots. All of that. Awesome. And then the inner circle versus the elite. Come on, guys. They literally had a one wing angel like 15 feet in the air land on top of some makeshift table <clears throat> and it was beautiful it was done 
<coughs> to perfection. It was great. It's fantastic. Now, look, I love my WWE and I love WrestleMania, but maybe it's the element that, you know, the excitement there, the, the creativity there, whatever, and maybe the production value of it just being like, we're just going to keep it simple. We're going to do everything that we possibly can to make good matches and have good matches and good wrestling. That's what was there. Like, it wasn't like WrestleMania where they were like, a part one you had out of the six, seven matches, there were two or three. All of those matches were good matches. The women's match was even good, too. The women's match, my God, that might have been, like, that was close match of the night besides the Mox match and, and the Circle and the Elite match to me. But it was really, really well done. Nyla Rose is a beast, no pun intended. Um, and I think the way that she dropped the title was actually well done. They made her look strong. They made the champion look strong, too. All of it was well done. Like, it was all well pieced together. Everything was good. Like, it, every, like I have no complaints, bro. I have no complaints. If you give me the card for WrestleMania, I have so many complaints. If you give me the card for, hell, what was the last pay-per-view? Money in the Bank. I have so many complaints. Like, no, I, I, I don't want to sound like the guy is like, oh, I, don't, I just like WWE. It's not the case. I just have no complaints with this. Like, everything was done very well. Was it perfect? Maybe. Possibly. Close to it. I mean, stuff could have been better, but it was it was really good. It was really, really, it was damn good. It was damn good. I'm not going to use the Vince line. I promise. We'll, we'll, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, I kind of wholeheartedly agree with you. Uh, somebody compared Darby Allen to, like, a young Jeff Hardy. I think that's actually pretty accurate. Yeah, it's accurate. But I would say he's more sound like technically sound in the ring though a little bit but like mind-blowing type thing but right. i would say he's he's more technically sound uh for me the best match to me was uh jungle boys versus mjf that was my favorite match from the card uh especially like when mjf took that spot to spike her uh her karana poison rana on the apron i was like ooh, ooh. I'm like, yeah, I'm surprised that uh, you had to time that to pre- precision, basically, is what I'm going to say. Um, because you you definitely risk injury there, but they told a pretty good story, I would say. And two of the youngest stars in AEW probably going to be cornerstones going forward. Um, I didn't get a chance to see the buy-in, I will say that, uh, with Private Party versus Best Friends. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> during the latter match, I thought one funny spot was when Orange Cassidy came out. He went over to Excalibur, and he, he was like, you've been explaining these rules like 200 times already. <laughs> he, he's so lazy that he didn't want to climb the ladder. <laughs> that he just like, <laughs> that he just like set it up, and it kept falling. <laughs> and then he stood on top of the ladder when it was laying on the mat <laughs> and reaching for the, for the chip. I was like, yeah, this is, this is pretty funny. Uh, I, I enjoyed that exchange with Luchasaurus and Brian Cage. Two big men showing off their athleticism, just trading heavy hits with each other. Yeah. Uh, I just had a sneaking suspicion that Brian Cage was going to win too, not just because he was the last guy that entered and had the like prime time spot type thing, but also it's like, all right, when they buried them all, everyone with the chairs and the ladders and everything, I was like, yeah, he's going to pop up miraculously and just like somehow get the W. Um, yeah, I'm with you. They uh, they definitely protected Nyla Rose. That was the best way to get the title off her because outside of Chris Atlander, there's really no one else in that division who's believable to beat her without a gimmick right, right now until they get more depth in that division. Right. I know uh, 
people were critical because Gianna Ferrazzo, uh went to Impact, and they were surprised because they were like thought for sure AEW would try to scoop her up to uh, make that division a little bit stronger. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you though. The the elite and inner circle is crazy. <laughs> Some of the stuff they were doing, it was pretty funny when they had the the scene in the bar with Hangman and. Kenny Omega and Jake Hager. <laughs> They're just destroying them and hitting them with anything. And this dude just like keeps staying, like keep coming towards them. Like they're hitting him with full sticks, smashing bottles over his head. Then after they uh, take him out to the spot because, you know, Kenny Omega doesn't drink. He's like, usual? He's like, yeah, sure. He gives him the glass of milk. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then they kept drowning Matt Hardy, Santana, and Ortiz. <laughs> and he kept coming out of the, uh, the pool as uh, different incarnations of himself. Yeah. thought that was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, this is a bunch of spots. Of course, that was like cinematography used. But still, if, you know, uh, Matt Jackson had actually been doing those Northern Life suplexes from, from inline to inline, that would have been pretty funny. Uh then Jericho, when he goes to the three count, Aubrey Edwards was like, it was a two. And, and Jericho pulls out a red flag and challenges it. <laughs> 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 I was like, yeah, this is this is pretty entertaining. It, it was definitely, uh, it was up there for me with the Boneyard match. Uh, I would say I like this a little bit better just because there's a little bit more wrestling going on. Uh, but, yeah, it's, I, I'm with you. Because outside the Boneyard match, uh, Rhea versus Charlotte and uh John Morrison versus Jimmy Uso versus Kofi. I would not recommend watching any of those WrestleMania matches. I mean, Seth and KO were decent, but I expected more type thing. Yeah. That, so I, I kind of see what you're coming from. Yeah. With I, that. I, I compared it to that. And I, and I, and I didn't want to compare it to Money in the Bank because I think this is double or nothing is their. I don't say it's, gonna, it's their extravaganza. Like, that's, 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 yeah. their, that's their big deal. And brother, he was protected too. You know, he gets uh, a paradigm shift all the way through the ramp, <laughs> yeah. busted open, and then he gets choked out basically. So it's like, uh, you know, they, they, I, I didn't think anybody looked bad coming out of their loss type thing because it took three crossroads to pin Lance Archer. So, um, and, and Cody didn't even kick out of his finisher, he rolled out of the ring, yeah, out of the blackout, which he was hit like within the first like 10 seconds of the match. So it's like I can't think of anybody that looked bad really coming out of that pay per view. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of any other matches I want to go over. I think that that's about it. About that, uh, just trying to double check myself. And... Question: Yeah, do you guys feel like Cody should have won that feud? Well, I don't know if that was the end of the feud with Lance Archer, or do you feel like? Uh, it should have been booked the other way where Lance should have got the W when you continued Cody's pursuit of, uh, I guess, trying to get some get back on both Jake the Snake and Lance. You know, you had them attack. Well, you had Jake attack his wife. Um, so and then it just, yeah. And then it's just more entertaining, I guess, for the pursuit from the babyface of the title versus the babyface winning the title and then you know and just that be kind of the end all be all with that i guess in theory but that was the only thing i mean i i didn't get a chance to check this pay-per-view out like watching myself but outside of the three that i did 
recall correctly, out of the nine matches, <laughs> I don't know if you remember how many you got right. Uh, I think I had know. like six. I would have had seven if I was just stuck with Nyla. Uh, not Nyla. I switched to Nyla, and I was going with Takara mm-hmm. Shida initially. Man, that spot too, though, when she cracked the candlestick over Nyla Rose's head, I was like, ooh, that was like, man. Yeah, that was a hard hitting so, match too. So that was uh, the only other match I think you didn't mention was uh, Dustin Rose versus Sean Spears. Yeah, I kind of skipped over that only because it's like it was what it was type thing. Uh, I thought they the little five minutes they had with that segment they told a decent enough story where it's like he was arrogant. He shows up in a suit because <laughs> he thinks mm-hmm. he's gonna win by forfeit. I thought that was pretty funny, uh, just because. It was like leaving it to, like you knew it was gonna happen basically when he did that. He's like, okay, Dustin's gonna right. show up. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was a little surprised he actually went over, not because like once, like I said, once that happened, I knew he was gonna go over. But like I, I figured they were gonna have some actual match, and that's why I picked Sean Spears initially. So I was one of the ones I got wrong, just because I figured okay, they might want to have him win. Uh, going back to what you were saying about Cody, maybe they just want to keep having him take L's because he was a. Uh, and see with their rankings, if you're a champion, you don't qualify for the rankings. He was the number right. one ranked in the division, in the singles division for the men, but he can't challenge for the AEW World Championship. So maybe that's part of the reason why they let him get the championship. That's that's okay. my thought process. Yeah. Um I will say this though. Uh it, it is funny though outside the only ti- the only title that the elite don't have is the AEW championship right now, if you think about it though. Because Hangman and, well, yeah, because Hangman and Kenny are the tag champs. Cody's a TNT champ. So in terms of titles they can compete for, should I say. That's the only title they don't have. Right. Okay. What about you, Joe? You feel like that was the right move? Yeah, or do. Uh, it's like, he, it's it's like because out of everything that Cody's been through with, I think, some of the losses that he's had, he was due with. Um, he was due for that. Like, he was due for that championship. Like, he was due for it at that point. That's the only reason why. Like, he was just due just to have that and be able to get that championship. So they just kept giving it to him at that point. Letting him have that actual championship. Like, he was just due for it. Um, right, I right. Think, and I think with Lance Archer, although Lance Archer is very much so a uh, imposing force, he is still a little green. Um, I know he was at Impact for a little while, and then he was also at uh, New Japan for a little bit. Um, the thing of the thing of it is, is, I think at this point it just has to be one of those things where Cody was due for it, and he'll probably hold on to it and kind of make it like a TV title type of, mm-hmm. that type of thing. We'll go from there. Um, but I think that would be it at the point for the actual uh, title, like. There won't be anything other than that. Also, with uh, also with that, with that being said, with with what's set up for the t- the, uh, the uh, TNT title, I think that's going to be the work the worker title. So now, when they start adding old, in those new pieces, like some other impact WWE pieces, it's going to be a really big deal. And I think it's going to be perfect because when someone takes it off Cody, they they will have earned it. Now that'll be really exciting for it. So I think it was just due overall. And speaking, I got you. I got and speaking you. of being due, the elite were kind of could do because in the last episode, me and Tim were talking about it. If you think about it, uh, c- compared to the elite versus the inner circle, 
Jericho went over. Uh, Kenny Omega on their first pay per view at Double or Nothing last year. Then he beat Hangman for the title. And he beat Cody. And uh, what was the pay per view in November? I can't remember the title of that, that pay per view, but I know Cody lost, and that's why he can't challenge for the title anymore. So if you think about it, he fought MJF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, you know, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara beat Hangman and, and Kenny Omega before they became tag champs. So it's just like the elite kept losing to the inner circle. Uh, Santana Ortiz beat the Young Bucks in one of the reviews. So I think the elite was kind of due to get that W versus the inner circle. Yeah. Right, right. And it was all, it was, and it, and it was all very well done, well produced. I mean, it was. It, they had some holes in it, but it was like still really good. Um, like I, like I still go back and watch like the highlights of those matches and highlights of that stuff and peep that stuff too and just take a look at it. Uh, it, it's, it was good. It was really, really well done. It was really, really well done, and I, I don't think people. I, don't, I think this is something we'll be talking about like later on. Like I don't think we're talking about mm-hmm. like, right now, uh, but like they like. It, it's just like, but it's just like their uh, YouTube channel, the elite. Like they, they're being themselves. They're having like little jokes and everything else, all that. Like it's, it's good. All of it's really good. And the fact that um, those things were put together in a proper manner were just WWE should be worried. They should be very concerned. They should be very concerned. And by the way, Taz as a manager, I'm a fan. Yes. Let's do that. Taz as a manager. I am okay with that. I am okay with him being Brian Cage's mouthpiece. I am fine with that. Let's go with that. I'm with that. It was about time. Oh, and side note, Vicky Guerrero was there. I don't know if you guys remember that part. She was there. Yeah, I saw her. She was in the crowd. And that's another thing that separates it, too. There was no crowd noise at any of the WrestleMania matches. Like Now they've incorporated the NXT trainees into the crowd at all the events um but you know that helped a lot too though you're just having these empty arena matches it's just yeah it's not good unless you're doing like a Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Garano thing like that that made sense they didn't need a crowd for that obviously right um but no they they have to have some type of crowd noise because it makes the matches more enjoyable uh it definitely does that for AEW uh, I think somebody uh, during the Moxley versus Brody Lee match, someone <laughs> was just saying like, what? something about somebody taking their anger out on the table. <laughs> Why the table got to suffer because you mad? <laughs> somebody said that. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, this is pretty funny. Like that, and like little elements like that make it better. Um, you, you had Lance Archer yelling at Big Swole. He told her, you just mad because my braids look better than yours. Oh, and, they, and they're carrying that banner on to social media as well. Like, I saw oh, him and funny. her, like, going back and forth on Twitter. Hilarious. That's funny. Um, yeah, no, it's just little things like that. that they're adding little elements. Uh, and going back to the, the ladder match, um, it was just... Another thing with Orange Cassidy, he's out here doing the suicide dives. <laughs> His sunglasses are still on. <laughs> <laughs> Hands in the pocket, suicide dives, uh, sunglasses staying in perfect place. So I was like, yeah, this 
<laughs> I'm like, I might have to give me an Orange Cassidy shirt at some point. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's like when you play the wrestling games and you create your own character and you put the sunglasses He's on. definitely like that. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, that was they, uh, top to bottom. Yeah, it was a pretty good card. Uh, we were, I think we're overlooking. Uh, well, and then they didn't get a lot of time to work, but they had a solid match to Chris Statlander and a Penelope Ford. Mm-hmm. So, and I think the Britt Baker's injury changed the outcome of that match. I do feel like she was going to go over. <laughs> and like, I, like we were saying, you would have had like the second and third ranked contenders in the women's division against each other. So, like, for all intents and purposes, you know, whoever won that was probably going to be number one contender. Because I don't know if AEW is doing the whole no rematch thing or no automatic rematches because they haven't explored anything or said anything about. I think Jericho did reference that at some point he's going to re-challenge or not re-challenge challenge Moxley with that rematch so we'll see what they do with with that going forward and, and with that ranking system that does kind of take care of that because it's like all right you already got your next potential opponent lined up already due to the ranking system from your wins and losses right as opposed to just saying oh we're not doing rematches anymore and, and there's no rhyme or reason to it you know mm-hmm. what I mean and at least they acknowledge that's another thing too. Like they don't even acknowledge who's in charge, you know, on a lot of these WWE shows anymore outside of Regal for NXT. At least they acknowledge like Tony Khan and everything like that. Like he's never been yeah. on screen yet, but okay, there's an acknowledgement of why the who's making these matches and stuff. Yeah, that and, and, and you know, that's I guess that's the appeal of NXT. It is it's old school, you know, principles being executed in, uh, in in present day times, you know, with wrestling and wrestling fans, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Which is why it's, it's, it's the most entertaining WWE yeah. product right now. Yeah, you're exactly right. Because with NXT, you know, anything that goes on in NXT, it's a show. It, it's a show. It, it's an actual mm-hmm. show. It's, a, it's an extravaganza. Like, it's a bunch of things where, like... You still got right. characters, too, down there. Like... You know, which which plays along with what you're saying about it still being a show. Like you're still getting it presented to you that way. Whereas with Raw, it's kind of like it's just it's while it is characters, it's just it, it's no right. rhyme or reason to it. You know, Bobby just all of a sudden one week doesn't care for Lana whatsoever. Well, they technically you know what I mean. Like that type of thing. a little bit though, because. Uh... Not to correct you, but more along the lines. Remember at WrestleMania against Aleister Black, she got in the apron and demanded that like he spear Aleister Black, and that's when he ran into the Black Mask because he wasn't even going to go for the spear. I think. So mm-hmm. I think that led to the frustration to a degree. So no, I, true, but it's just yeah. it's just the the execution of it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? True. Like you get an actual story laid out for you on say AEW or on NXT, whereas you get some random crap like that, and it's just kind of like. Oh yeah, we're we're gonna do this, and we're gonna have her do some silly shit that a person wouldn't do in real life yeah. if they're ringside, you know. And this is what we're gonna do to build up to him teaming up with MVP. Like, nah, this this story writes itself. These guys teamed up in Impact. Let's play on that. We don't have to necessarily say, "Hey, we were in Impact together." We can say, "Hey, look, right. we've done this before. Let's right. show what we can do again." You know, and it, and it writes itself, you know, as opposed to just the little hokey shit that goes on. It's like AEW has hokey stuff going on, too, but you laugh at it. Whereas with WWE, we just kind of be like, it's, it's timing. It's about timing. Like with WWE, what they do is they'll do hokey shit at a time 
where one, it's not necessary and it's not needed and no one wants to do it. AEW does hokey shit and it's like right on time, perfectly, that shit was funny. Like, um, the whole, like what KG just said about the whole um, uh, uh, hangman being at the bar and then Kenny, and then him asking Kenny the usual, yeah, that's hokey. We know Kenny Omega doesn't drink. It's corny, but it's right on time. It's perfect. Um, mm-hmm. When uh, uh, Matt Jackson did the end-to-end Northern Light suplexes and then got flagged for celebrating inside the football stadium. Hokey as fuck, but it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Like, it's just right on time or whatever, mm-hmm. and he super kicks the ref. It's good. It's good. Such good stuff. It's... We, we got to find the sound bite for it's that. It's just such good shit. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of a perfect segue. You mentioned MVP and Lashley. So anybody had any highlights they want to cover from Raw? Oh, before we get into yeah. Raw, I just want to note, since since we were still on AEW, and you dang dropped this as one of your favorite matches, your boy, Jungle Boy, also won a battle royal on AEW uh, Dynamite uh, yesterday to face Cody next week. For the TNT uh, title. Cody, I'm telling you right now, I'm calling it. Cody's going to start doing open challenges. John Cena's going to answer. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> but he is, he is going to be doing weekly open challenges. Though, I'm, so. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. No, I'm just, well, you know what? No, you know who's going to show up for real? We already know who's showing up at some point. But he has to wait two more months. Woo, woo, woo. Oh, you, you know it's coming, it. and you know when that comes, it is going to be fire. Like it's it's going to be great. Speaking of other former WWE stars, FTR, they 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 yeah they yo, made their debut. Yo, uh, I'm all Dash, for it. They yo they look dope. When I saw it come out, I was like, oh, we're finally getting it. We're finally. I don't care if they are FTR, the revival. Versus the damn Young Bucks. Let's go. And I like the way they set it up perfectly. If no one has seen it, if no one has seen mm-hmm. this, they didn't attack them directly. What they did was, was they were like, you know what? We're going to beat up these other two guys. And we're going to take our times. Because we're going to get to you, motherfuckers. We want this shit from the crowd. A live fucking crowd. Because I know what they're doing. Oh, my God. AEW so good. I think. And I think this dynamic works a little bit better than my other another dream tag matchup I have, which would be DIY versus the Young Bucks. But I think this one works a little bit more better just because we know for sure the revivals are like classic heels in terms of tag team wrestling. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's not like DIY couldn't work as heels, but it's just they're both they're both like the lovable tag team type thing. Because mm-hmm. we know Champa can work as a heel. Gargano's will technically sound, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure at, you know, if he was doing tag team wrestling as a heel, he could do it too. But it just kind of writes itself type thing. Uh, those are three of my favorite tag teams. My other, other favorite tag teams are honestly in NXT. So I got to kind of branch out a little bit more <laughs> than these two ferocious, obviously. But when uh, O'Reilly and Roderick Strong were te- teaming together, hell, I mean, the bros are way to my one of the, they would have, if it wasn't for this pandemic. They were probably going to be up there yeah. for tag team of the year candidate. I'm not going to say they would have won it, but they would have gave a loser bros a run for their money, probably. Yeah, you'd have had to give them an honorable mention for sure. I mean, and who knows though? Because it's still six months or seven months left out of the year, so you never know. I didn't. I mean, obviously, like I said, the travel ban is part of the problem. Is what's going on? But um, 
Yeah, I, I saw, saw that, like, Tyson and Jericho had a confrontation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because they acknowledged WWE without saying WWE because he said he wants payback for 10 years ago. I think I think, um, I think one of the coolest things also uh, about that whole thing is, um, I don't know if you guys saw this, Chris Cyborg tweeted that she wants to be in the entourage if Tyson uh, goes against anybody. Uh, well, that's always like, because like, the, because like AEW is reaching the masses without even having to try because people just want to be a part of it because it's, it's a, it's the end thing. It's a cool thing. The elite. Yeah. And she's also already said that she wants to, or she's interested at least in, um, you know, uh, switching over to, uh, wrestling, you know, once she's finished with MMA. She so, does know she can't dope with well, wrestling, right? Oh, oh wow, Kenny! You can't accept <laughs> that one. That one. I'm not uh, touching that one. Just saying. Maybe, you know what it is? Because I'm I'm still in my feelings because she beat up Italian Bay. Oh man, Joe, another <laughs> soundbite, please. When 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 we when you're editing this, when Kenny drops that, can you just put the item code boom, boom in there? <laughs> Yeah. No, I remember she was was didn't she uh wasn't she doped up when she beat Jenna Carano? Yeah. I heard rumors of it. I, I don't yeah, I didn't yeah. I never followed up though, uh, so I don't know. Are you talking about Chris Cyborg? Mm-hmm. They had uh they had issues where um she had extreme weight loss because she's not a small girl. Like she's phantom weight right. at one twenty when she weighs an average one sixty five, one seventy. So she's like like literally looking like damn near sick when it comes time to actually fight like like really 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 sick like i think they have by uh, mm-hmm. they have a, um, a biography of it actually um of her, of her doing like they have it all vlogged and everything and she just looks sick as hell bro like she doesn't even she doesn't even look the same at all it's messed up it's bad messed up but um you know what's gonna be crazy though Speaking of the women's division, what if, because, you know, her contract expiring after this year, what if Ronda goes to AEW? No. Fewer dates? She can, I mean, if she wants to be a mother, that's not going to really kind of go into what she wants type thing. But, like, if she still wants to do it, like, type thing, I think they bring her back as a part-timer, though. I think she kind of earned her due as a full-time competitor last, or two years ago when she was doing that. Um I don't think she'd go. I was just, you know, saying what in type thing. But like, I mean, you you can't you can't rule it out because you know in this day and age you don't really know. You know what I mean? Like these type of things could possibly happen. Hell, I mean, Becky Lynch got what she wanted, obviously. You know, before she had to go leave and be a mom, but or you know, pregnant rather, not going to be a mom just yet. But you know, who knows? Maybe she might have a change of heart during her time and want to go and conquer that. You know, you never know what what could happen these days, especially with the way AEW's been taken off. Like, if I'll be honest here, I wouldn't be surprised if you do see uh, a, a Becky Lynch, a Sasha, or a Bailey, or maybe even a Charlotte go over there. Nah, they treat Charlotte too well. I think Sasha might be gone for sure. I think that's been like almost consensus. And I say they tr- they treated Charlotte too well because it's like she put out one tweet about being a, kind of frustrated in her position. All of a sudden, like a tag team match that was getting like a mid-card feud was the main event of TLZ. We're not saying she'll leave, you know, because she's frustrated. Just saying accolade-wise, like, 
Charlotte's done everything except what the tag team titles yeah. in WWE. You know, that's that's the only thing left on the bucket list, I guess. So, you know, when I say maybe going over there to conquer and just do and 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 be the woman in in another you know federation. I, I, that's what I mean by that. I'm not just saying she'll leave just because of the same type of meaning that like with Sasha, obviously. You know what I'm saying? If she leaves, we know what it is why she's leaving. But you know, um, with 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 her or with a Becky or with anybody else, it's not because of you know being disgruntled. It's just kind of to just add more accolades, you know, to to the list before you hang up the boots. See, the problem with that is though, as much as like the hardcore mess with AEW. She ain't getting no ESPN interviews with AEW right now. Right now. And the, thing hmm. of that, and the thing of that is, is like, like, let's just play like devil's advocate. Let's just say contracts expire and all four of the horsewomen decide to go to AEW. Who's... I think Charlotte just signed a big deal. We'll go ahead. Like, who, who's going who's gonna to thrive there? Like, who, who, who are we saying is going to, like, really thrive there? And then, Sasha or Becky? Any any of the four of I them will, will thrive there. I kind of disagree. I think Sasha or Becky, because to me, Charlotte doesn't have a lot of personality at me. I think that she's like a walking contradiction of what they say. Because they say people need to have this, people need to have that. If you if Charlotte's a ten-time champion, how the hell Sami Zayn isn't a four-time champion? <laughs> well, Sami I'm just saying, have, you can't tell me she he doesn't have Ric Flair as a father. That's for one. And that's not a slight at him because, you know, I, I love Sammy in the ring. He's great in the ring, but that's a big bargaining chip to have. Oh, no, it your, is. But I'm just know, saying, like, Sammy, people can't say Sammy doesn't have personality. That's all. That's the point no, of the people can't say he's just like the wrestler type thing. Because to me, Charlotte's borderline. If she wasn't pushing six feet, Charlotte would arguably be the definition of a midget, a vanilla midget. But. To be fair, though, tell me you wouldn't like oh, to see Nyla versus Oh, I was just thinking that. Got my head. Shut up. You stupid. Because uh. <laughs> for what she lacks on the mic, she's a fucking... Sorry, oh, I dropped the F-bomb. Sorry. She's a freak of nature when it comes to that wrestling yeah. ring, bro. Like, oh, I'm not denying that. That's But that's what I was getting at. The How many times have we seen people... That, that's what I said a couple minutes ago. How many times have we seen people that are considered great wrestlers not get pushed because they, quote-unquote, don't have the personality? Right, right. No, I, I agree. She's definitely like the best women's wrestler in the division. She's definitely she she's arguably top ten overall, and and uh, and I think you can just put the stigma and say women in terms of in ring ability in WWE. She's arguably top ten. Period. Yeah, so yeah. it's not that she so can't that, wrestle. That's why no, that's, I, I, I'd be right. idiot to say that. <laughs> but right, right. Yeah, that, no, that's that's the only reason I was saying that though. Like you know, I I could I could actually see it being an instance of saying, hey, you know what? For a year or two, I'll, I'll go over here and do this for a little bit just to add these stats and then come back. You know, who knows? I mean, she, she might be one of those people that she definitely doesn't have a reason to leave. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes people do that kind of thing, too. If I was a wrestler personally and I was like a hugely successful one, I probably would do that just to be like, you know what? I've been everywhere. I've done it everywhere. And da 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 On some AJ Styles type hey, stuff. She might be on that Becky list, though, pretty soon. You know, this is her third fiance. I mean, and Andrade is Hispanic, you know what I'm, I'm saying? saying like, That's borderline racist. I might need you to edit that. Oh, I, wasn't, <laughs> oh, I wasn't going there. <laughs> Boom! Tranquilo. Another boom. That's another boom. She already got him over here calling. Uh, he already got her over here. Should I say calling him Poppy and stuff on IG? Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. I think with no. uh, I think with um, 
a lot Andrade. of stuff is like overall. Andrade is an inspiration to the sm- to the shorter guy. No, no, not even, not even, not even. I'm going, I'm going back to the wrestling part. I'm not even talking about the personal life part. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I was just saying since we're speaking about that, potentially her having children and stuff. That's all I was getting at. Because I think Charlotte's about those kids, 34, 35. Those kids will be a hell of a hell of hell of wrestling. Oh, man. (laughs) What are you saying, though, Joe? You're talking about six foot luchadors. Jesus Christ. Do, 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 do. That's all. I think overall, like, I'm thinking about matches and match wise. Like, if you just put, if we're we're putting them in matches and who they match up with, like, to me, uh, Britt Baker versus. Becky Lynch would be money. Um, the champion they have now against Sasha, that would be crazy. Uh, awesome Khan versus um, Charlotte would be nuts. Uh, Bailey versus Bailey versus anybody. It doesn't even matter because she 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 takes risks. So that would be crazy too. Like I think it's it's a lot. Of yeah, she takes risks with that haircut. Hey, no, that that was not a risk. Becky's bad. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> Bailey's bad with that haircut. She's dead. You stopped that. Hey, Bailey was looking nice hey, on Friday. I came from. Oh, I didn't say she's not an attractive young lady. I, just, I, I can just, hardly pay attention to that match, the actual match. Getting real showing his pigs over here, aren't we? That's <laughs> a nod to uh, another previous podcast that Mr. Collins is on. Yeah, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm about to get on. I'm about to get on that because I'm. I mean, although with the circumstances, there was no WCW. Uh, we we have definitely we would definitely like to shout Bailey out as WCW for sure for sure. So. I'd shout out Britt Baker, but I want her to clean our teeth. So I, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. I understand. I see what you did there. Uh-huh. Um, and then um, on top of that, like I think with the women's division growing the way it is, they still got some pieces with Chris, Nyla Rose. Um, they also at one point had. I can't think of her name. No, because that's that's because she's in the wrong division. That's not the same uh, wrestling. Uh, that's not the same. Uh, you saw about Kylie Ray. She was signed there. And then she went yeah, to she Impact. Yeah, Impact though. She's gone. But Kylie Ray's dope too. Well, see, that's what I was kind of about to go back to though. I feel like there's more depth in Impact Women's Division because they had was Jordan Gracie or whatever who's not Jordan. Is it? It's Jordan Grace. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's their impact champion. And then you got Tessa. That's what I'm saying. I was say impact kind of has more of a deeper division. Like, but impact, of course, impact mm-hmm. everybody though. Like they have, yeah. Of course, got Deanna Perrazzo yep. too. So, yeah, yeah. Another reason why, yeah, uh, solid. Solid. Yeah, the women's division. Another reason why Britt Baker wasn't WCW because you know I don't want no smoke because that's Adam Cole's baby. There we go. See this? This is why we gotta add the boom. (laughs) No. No, but I thought uh, going back to Raw that the brawl to end Raw with Lashley and McIntyre that was well done. Yeah, because we're finally seeing this aggressive side of Lashley. Um, We got hints of uh, Street Profits possibly joining up with them. Which is actually who I would have said. I mean, they have enough personality to to be by themselves, but I, that wouldn't hurt them 
potentially because they're gonna they need some more heel tag teams. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Rico and Sid have not been on TV in the last two weeks. Don't be surprised if they attack the Street Profits or the Viking Raiders, whoever ends up winning that championship if you, match. If you do it the right way, and if you let like if you make them heels, if you can make Rico and uh what's the other guy's name? Sid Alexander. Exactly, yeah, Sid. If you make Rico and Sid heels, you're winning. And just put uh MVP as the mouthpiece, that's better than than the actual street poppers because street poppers can hand, handle it on their own. But if you make MVP the mouthpiece for these two or whatever, this is now potentially a situation where they could be very, very dominant on Raw. And they could be very, very much so in the lane to kind of be, I do not want to give you the credit for this, sort of a nation uh, nation of domination type thing that uh, Tim said. I'm going to go ahead and call it what it is. It'll be a black evolution. I'd say it'd be more of an evolution than nation of domination. I don't know how many nation of domination. I mean, I, I, I wanted to go. go, oh, no, go. I'm I sorry, bro. Say, I don't know how you're going to get a nation of domination with one brother from Denver, Colorado, and the other one from nowhere in hell, Kentucky, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just thinking NOD, uh, NOD just because initially I remember that was what the rumors were that they were going to do with the New Day, and then they we, we got a complete, you know, 360 of that, which, I you know, would have been entertaining if they did do that with them. But, you know, just – with the political climate, just in, in, in hindsight, I don't know if it's a, if you're able to do an NOD, but you can totally do like a, a black evolution, if you will. <laughs> you know, all you're doing is just adding. I mean, you're adding the vet there. You're changing the, the dynamic a little bit. You know, you're adding a mouthpiece to it. Evolution, you know, you had Triple H doing most of the talking, but, you know, that was your heavyweight champion. You know, you were building Randy. So Randy was mid-card champion. And, um, you know, uh, uh, Dave and, and Rick were your tag champions initially. But, um, you know, with this team, you can have, you, you know, you got Sid and, 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 and Rico, who, wow, I, I mean, I don't know if Rico can talk, like, outside if you just, like, really give him the, you know, the mic and let him do his thing. But the way they present it now, they can't really talk. So giving them this type of a mouthpiece in MVP, you know what I mean? Giving Bobby this type of a mouth, even though Bobby can talk. You know, but just letting him be kind of like the little silent killer where he's just going in and dominating. Hey, this is a faction that, you know, you give to a champion who, how big is uh, uh, Drew McIntyre, KG? This is the type of faction you put together to, you know what I'm saying, threading, threaten that type of champions, you know, championship rank. I'm just not feeling it because I could, I could see Seth as a heel, but with Ricochet, I don't like my heels doing flippy stuff. Not that that's all he does, but he's too he's too athletic <laughs> to nah. I'm not. I don't. I don't see him as a heel. Was that a Vince McMahon like reference? That's why I laughed. Like that, I know he's a, making a point here, that bro. Was, that was intended man. I was like, was that intentional? <laughs> that was no, but um, yeah, that was an old man reference, right? No, but it kind of goes back to with with Seth in 2015. Like Seth was too athletic. That's why eventually he started getting, even though he was the Weasley Hill, you the stuff he was doing. He's out here doing the Phoenix Splash, sitting up here doing the Falcons Arrow. I mean, it's just it's just things. Mm. Ricochet's arsenal is too it's too deep to be a heel type thing. It's too impressive, and it's just like it's not his fault. But the dude's what 
five ten, and he's mm. not a like he's not like the Dolph Ziggler. Because if you think about Dolph Ziggler, he's never been a guy that does suicide dives and stuff like that. He's always been like a Matt wrestler type thing. Right. Yeah, grounded pound. Yeah. I mean, granted, he was wrestled collegiately, so that that he contributes to it. But it's just, I don't know if I see Rico as a, as a heel. That's that's just me. I would prefer the Street Profits. I mean, granted, Montez Ford is athletic and does, but they're both legit six three six four type things. Mm-hmm. See, the only reason I say that with these guys, and, and I, I, I think you, you can make it work because look at what's going on with Buddy Murphy and and, and Austin Theory. Yeah, but see, Murphy, you know, you got a lot of athletic stuff going on with those two as well. Like Murphy doesn't dig into the bag as much as like Rico does, but you know, he still has a lot of that Rico going on also, in his arsenal. Also Rico, from his P, his PWG days, he's got a lot of. He's got a lot of technical skill, too, that he doesn't show off because everybody wants to see the flippy stuff. But in some of his best matches or whatever, he probably does a couple suicide, like two suicide dives, and that might be the end of it. But everything else that he does is an impact move that's very technical. You know what I mean? Like, he has the capability to do it. And Sid does, too, because if you watch that match back with – if you watch a couple of his matches back when he just had to go against, like – what's the guy they just released – uh, Drew Gulak. Gulak. He's back though. Really? Yeah, his contract just expired. He, he didn't get released. He resigned though. He's and, back. Anyway, like at that point, like yeah. with that with that type of thing, like those things, um, he's he's showing that he's got technical powers too. Like they can all do that. Like same thing when 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 New Day was mm-hmm. here with Kofi. Like Kofi wasn't flying like that, like all over the place. But he, he could if he wanted to, but he wasn't, like, flying all over the place. He was just, you know, still Kofi, still, like, doing a little arm bar here and there, still beating up on people, that type of thing. Like, they're still going to be who they are, but they're not going to be, like, super fan-supported with the flippy, the floppy. That's not what they're going to do. Damn it, Vince, you asshole. So, yeah, but that type of thing. <laughs> I, I, just, I just remember saying, or saying Vince going, I can't even uh, say it straight. Vince referred to Sammy Zayn. There we go. He's the guy that does the flippy stuff. Or is it Neville? It was one of the two. Because Pat Pat, okay. Neville. Pat was like, he couldn't remember his name. He was like the guy that does the flippy stuff. I was like, what, what a way to rot the product. That's that's really putting the young guys over. That was Neville. Oh, man. But let, let's talk about... um. Somebody that apparently is SmackDown bound. Bro. Bro. Exactly. Bro. Bro. <laughs> I think it's the only reason I don't like it now is because that guy deserves a crowd. He's too entertaining. He's too charismatic. Yeah. Like, uh, and for two, like, I think they kinda, that's kind of robbing the bros or weights. Because, like I said about 15 minutes ago or so, um, those are that was probably like the best, at least babyface tag team they had going right now. Arguably best tag team period, honestly, that they that they had going. I would have loved to have seen them with Imperium for like a series of matches before they did the title change. Like, unfortunately, the time to I think kind of triggered them to do that title change early. I'm, I mean, because Danny Burch and Oriol Arkin, that, that should still be a pretty good match against Imperium, though. I think um, Triple H does a good job of doing what's called putting the pin in it, where he remembers that like that one thing that was really good, and he'll be like, okay, I'll move that up here when the opportunity presents itself, like he always remembers those type of things. And I think in the future, they'll be really good where you get the again. 
probably like with, with another worlds collide because that was a really good thing that happened and that type of thing. So, um, and and who knows, Pete Dunn might be SmackDown bound as well. You know, he's done his time on the NXT brand for you know a couple of years now. So, you know, once the uh, travel ban is lifted, you know, we might see him uh, come over right. here. Reassured, did just bring her ass right back. Right back. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it could be one of those things. And I think, I don't necessarily know if this would have happened. Uh, uh, we probably would have got maybe uh, Riddle and Pete uh, breaking up because they kind of like planted them seeds. They had kind of like Pete doing like certain like weird little faces at Matt doing matches, like where they might have some missteps. You know, Matt might end up kicking him inadvertently or he might end up hitting Matt. You know what I mean? It was just certain like uh, body language that was going on that they could have been just kind of like sowing the seeds for, you know, this type of uh, uh, a breakup between the two uh, down the line. But um, if you guys did you guys, you know, what I'm saying get a chance to watch the Thatcher versus Riddle match. I'm lie to you. Um, and honestly. I think Matt Riddle should have got over on that match. I, he still looks strong, don't get me wrong, but I just feel like he should have like he should have got over. Like I feel like he should have just he should have been over. But that it is what it's at that point. That's that, that's my thoughts because the pieces that I watched of it, the highlights of it, great stuff. Timothy Thatcher. Yeah, that was a great match. They honestly, not to cut you off, but they, they should have maybe held on to yeah. that for in your house. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, but I, I do get why they, they made it the main event of NXT uh, uh, last night as opposed to having it on In Your House because that's already a pretty loaded card. So I guess, you know, in theory, it's like, all right, we go ahead and give it its, its shine right here and the main events right here on, uh, you know, on NXT on Wednesday. But, man, I really, really, really enjoyed that match. And they brought back Uncle Kirk for the, you know, for Appreciate the match that, to be a special guest rep. You suck. You suck. You suck. Oh, yeah, it's going to be on there, too. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was cool that they brought in some elements of Riddle's past, too, by doing the cage fight thing. But they also incorporated yeah. some wrestling into it, so I thought that was, they told a pretty good story with that. Uh, the other segment, too, that was pretty funny was Mia Yim and Keith Lee mocking the Gargano. <laughs> thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and then T and Ox comes in, delivers a pizza for them. Uh, and I forget that uh, Johnny Gargano's dad owns a restaurant in, in uh, Ohio. No, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, because Mia was mocking Candace and how she was pouting all the time. And I, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, uh, from a standpoint that. Uh, she was just saying, like, you know, because she dyed her hair and just all of a sudden she thinks that this just makes her like a badass type thing. And Keith Lee <laughs> saying that Johnny Gargano carries an imaginary flag for NXT. Nobody asked him to carry. Um, but yeah, like Tim was saying, the, the, the In Your House is already a loaded card because Finn's supposed to face Damian Priest, too. So I think with Finn Balor, I think that Finn Balor, Damian Priest match might still show. I don't know, man. You got that that Champa match is gonna be crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be hard to pick one because I was I was gonna say if they hold off 
my match tonight was going to probably be Gargano and Keith Lee. Oh, man. See, oh, see, that's, that's, that's the tough part about NXT. Like, usually if they have a fire, like, I think we went to take over Chicago, and the first match was uh, Undisputed Era against um, Tony Larkin and Danny yeah. Burch. And, and, we're, oh, this and that is, was going to be squash. It would be easy. But that match was really, really damn good. Like, it was really good. Yeah, it was second best match of the night besides Champa against Gargano in that street yeah. fight. It's crazy. And I was surprised too, like you said. Because it was it was spectacular. That's spectacular. Yeah, no, they ah, still mad I missed that one. There's, there'll be more, bro. But I but I saw war games though. War games was great too. So. The goal Yeah, no. What's up? The goal is Eventually, they're going to have a WrestleMania in Canada. I'm going. I want to go. I want to go. You just really call it Canadian? Canadian. Canadian. I just did that. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> I mean, I'd go. It's just, I might, I don't know if I want to go to WrestleMania unless I must around go to an after party <laughs> or something. I see you. I see what you're doing there. I see you. Turn. That's like I, I'd go to Takeover, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I probably watch WrestleMania from a hotel or a bar somewhere. I wouldn't. Or if we, or if we did do a WrestleMania, it would have to. We'd have to leave like halfway through it. Yeah, I couldn't unless unless they experiment with doing what they were talking about doing. They're talking about making it two days going for it. Yeah, I think that's the, I think they, that's the best way to do it. Cause I ima- I can only imagine trying to leave after WrestleMania Ooh. is a night. Yeah, no, you better have your hotel close, and you better book it well in advance too. <laughs> we got you, bro. Man, have- now I wouldn't even want to actually go to WrestleMania. I'd rather go to take over and then like the Raw after WrestleMania. I, I think I- those would be the two shows I want to do. I think I want to go for the experience, not necessarily because I want to go for the wrestling. If that's if that makes sense, like I really don't want to go. Like I, I like I would it would be something across off the bucket list. Like for me, it would just be like, oh yeah, I went to WrestleMania. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not not like like I have right. to go to WrestleMania because so and so is on this card. You know what I mean? The only the only way I would stay for WrestleMania mm-hmm. is if it was like uh, CM Punk versus Seth Rollins in a ladder match. Like that'd be like, okay, I gotta go to WrestleMania. I just gotta see what it's gonna be. You know, I have to know what it's gonna be like. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm talking like. Prime heel, blind street Seth Rollins, not giving a damn about his body at all. Seth Rollins, like that Seth Rollins is what I'm talking about. Not, not like, not this, not, not this come to Jesus Seth Rollins. No. Prime heel, <laughs> Weasley Seth Rollins, and like prime pipe bound punk. Ah, ah, that's that's money. That's just money. Let's do that right there. So what you're telling me is you don't like Seth I Rollins with like the men in black Seth suit. Seth Rollins with the Rat Pack suit on. No, I do not. Here comes the like, men in black hashtag. I don't hashtag. like Fly Me to the Moon Seth Rollins. No, I don't like that. Also, <laughs> too, did you hear what uh, John Morrison said last Friday about Seth Rollins? Yeah. Joe, did you hear <laughs> they were doing the dirt sheet, <laughs> and they referenced Becky Lynch being pregnant. He was like, "Man, I don't blame her for showing her not showing her face around here anymore." 
Seth Rollins got a break. Ah. Ah. Yeah. They've been having like little <laughs> world wars off and on too. Because I don't even remember how it started. But it was like right before John Morrison re-signed with WWE. Well, not even re-signed. Came back to WWE. But, yeah, no. It's... When, yeah, when the soldier out here throwing shots. Of the, uh, he's supposed to be the Sean. But now he's Janetti. So, yeah. Which is funny because he has more personality than people probably think about. It's just when you're putting in a box, in a bubble, so to speak, it's like, okay, how are you really going to show that said personality? It's, it's the gimmick, man. It, I, honestly, when he resigned, I I was hoping that we would see a different gimmick. Maybe, you know, just don't put him right back into what he was doing before. Like how they were doing with the Hardys. Like you just put him right back into the box you had him before. And that's what that's the only time I hate when some people come back and re-sign because you just kind of pick back up where you left off I, with I wanna... and, and that's not cool. That's what that's they did that same shit with Bobby, and it was just like Bobby when it was on a tear in impact. And then you have him come back here and it's just kind of like, ah, yeah. He's just the US that's champion, Bobby. Because you because you want because we wanted we wanted impact, headband Bobby, championship after championship, trophy after trophy. Winning the X Division title and the heavyweight title and the TV title and tag team champion body. Like, that's what we wanted. Like, that that body was dominant. That body was entertaining. Like, bro, like, if you, if, if you get a chance to go back and watch that body, oh, my God. <laughs> see, see what the problem is? That was WWE, though. That's- because, it's like, you let Bobby go over Roman, you know, Vince books him to go over Roman on pay-per-view. And then, oh, yeah, but you're gonna he's going to lose the number one contendership match on Monday Night Raw to Roman. Like a week or two later, right? When clearly fans would rather have seen Lashley versus Brock, and 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 fans have been clamoring for that for years. You know that that was the only reason I wanted him to come back to WWE. If you want me to be completely honest, I would have been happy with Bobby being in Impact still, or um, you know, maybe even before AEW wasn't announced at the time. But hell, maybe over there, like. You know, just would have been utilized in a totally different capacity. And AEW doesn't have anybody like Bobby Lashley on Brian the roster. Cage, but like, but like, now, it, it, newly like signed, though, like right? A match with him and Brian Cage, and uh, I think a match with him. There, there's a couple matches that Bobby that where, where like Bobby Lashley was legit in, in, in Impact. One was with uh, one was with Brian Cage. Another one was with. Um, Austin Aries, I believe there was another mm-hmm. one with another big dude. Okay, Galloway, Galloway aka Drew McIntyre. So, like, he, like he's shown he can put on good matches and he can talk. So, I mean, like when they got him over here, oh, Bobby, we we, we don't shoot last time. We're no, nah, bro, he's got a body of work. You need to respect that. Like, and I, I, that's my problem with that's my problem mm-hmm. with Ben still having his hands. In the pot, I'm like, bro, you're not, you're out of touch. You're out of touch. Yeah, and another cool thing about like AEW is they are truly letting them, to a degree, do the independent contractor thing because Kenny Omega and John Moxley are champions in other promotions. Yeah. Because John Moxley, right? Kenny Omega still yeah. what, the 
Triple A champion or something like championship that? Championship on AEW television against Sammy Guevara. Yeah. And then Moxley's uh, IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion still. See, and 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 that's and that's why I say like it's just it would have been amazing if WWE just would have said, hey, you know what? Uh, we'll play nice. We'll we'll let you you know guys come over and put your stuff on our on our uh, quarantine. Wow, do you realize? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Realize what kind of wildfire you're opening it up if WWE does that. If WWE were to ever do that, you're getting an Omega versus Styles at WrestleMania. You're going to get like, um, uh, 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 uh probably a, um, Nakamura versus um, what's his name, the Northern Star. Like you're you're going to get that revenue. You're you're talking about yeah. All it's the same thing that Ring of Honor does every time they do they do a War of Worlds. New Japan versus uh, Ring of Honor every time, and it it sells out. They do it in Madison Square Garden, sells out. Twenty minutes every time, no matter what. It's amazing. Yeah. I do have something I want to ask you guys, wrestling related. But before I, I and this storyline was the uh, with Cruiserweight Drake Maverick. He actually won the title on uh, NXT. Um, last night. So that's our new uh, cruiserweight champion. He won yeah, the match. Excuse me. Like, yeah. No, he won the his group. Yeah, he'll be facing Eho. Oh, Eho de Fantasma. Sorry, there we go. Um, yeah, no, that was it. Was interesting the way they did that. They did it to protect Kushida because if you look at it. Even though he had him in the submission, Kushida's legs were across Jake Atlas's chest with his shoulders down before Drake Maverick put his arm over. So technically, even though he had him in the submission, right, it was right. like a figure four type thing where you can still get a pin while you're in the figure four. Because he had him in the ar- he had him in the arm cross arm bar. Uh, but technically, they could have. But yeah, they they basically said yeah, Drake Maverick wins the group. He promised Kushida he'd give him a, a match. That guy's ridiculous too, Kushida. Yeah. I didn't because you know I don't see a lot of New Japan pro wrestling. Like I know some of the names and seen some of the matches, but yeah, no, because that that spot he did with Drake Maverick and Jake Atlas was ridiculous. When he had him in a bridge pin and he suplexed Maverick and had both of them pinned at the same time, did the German suplex. I was like, that's that's crazy, crazy and that's and that's my whole point. And I think I think there was a lot of uh, backlash because now people were saying, so was that. Like kayfabe, like we're, we're like was that was that whole crying thing real, bro? Like, were you making? And that's what I was thinking. Like, cause dude, what is somebody else? So is that what it takes to get a second <laughs> chance? You gotta cry for your job now, like to show that you care. It's not like you telling me that, like, <laughs> no, like seriously, like you telling me like Carl Anderson and Doc Allen. Oh, don't you worry, they'll be fine like, as they soon care. as that clause, uh, that ninety days is up. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, they're yeah. I know Carl Anderson's probably going back to New Japan. Man, I, I'm pretty much. Or if they don't do that, they could be all in. in. Hey, I wouldn't mind seeing him either way. But that and that's and that's and that's another thing that I'm saying. Like, like, like if 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 they get if they get that back, like if they get those guys back in there and get them 
working again. I'm all for anything they have going. Like, I'm all for it. Like, if you can bring some of those guys back, some of those guys didn't need to be released. OGs didn't need to be released at all. They just weren't using them correctly. And now that you don't have the revival, you want a tough tag team like that. And if I was you, I would call them immediately. Hey, guys, about that release. Let's rip those papers up and, and say no to that. Huh? Let's, let's call that a day. Well, the thing is, they claim they might bring some of these people, or at least the writers and producers, like they were saying people might be brought back. It's just a money-saving thing for now. Um, I can't see too many of them. My biggest shock was Leo getting released. All the other people I kind of saw. And, well, you know what? Anderson and, you know, I'll rephrase it. Yeah, Gals and Anderson, too. I was surprised. Everybody else, I was like, yeah, I could have saw that eventually. They weren't doing pe- the stuff with those people. Or they were just letting them just yeah pick up a paycheck in a sense. You know, kind of the same thing with what I'm saying. Uh, people are either taking off TV. I shared that same around. sentiment in regards to Leo initially, but from what I've been reading and what I've been hearing people say, like he's had a war of uh, words with Mark Henry lately on Twitter, and um, it's it's just sounding like Leo was just that, yeah. a selfish prick. And you know, for as talented as the guy is, I I, I gotta take my hat off to him because I I really like Leo as a wrestler. But if what I've been reading is true as far as his attitude, I I can see why he got released. Like, I don't want that type of person in my company either. Like, it's it's no point. Yeah, one of the early uh, months of his. Uh tenure with WWE, he like mocked Emma when she got released. Because he said something on Twitter, was like, oh, this is what happens when you're not ready for Oscar or something. I was like, yeah, bro, that's not a good look. Yeah, like, that's that's not a good look. That's that's not a good look at all, bro. Uh, there's no need for that. Like, just because... There's, no there's, there's no need for that, bro. There's no need for that. Like, Yeah, just because it's like, if unless somebody was like disliked or something... And they were like doing what he was doing, you know. That then it's different. You say something, but even then, it's just like carry yourself a certain way yeah. as a professional. So, and, and that's what it all comes down to. I was just surprised just by his positioning at the at the time. It was like he was, you know, it's the cruiserweight division, but they were getting more absolutely. TV time, and he was and rightfully so because That's he was shining. He had that match; those what he had two or three matches. I can't remember what it was with uh, Andrew Garza. And man, great matches! And I, I was wondering, I'm like, Those yo, why did good. Leo just kind of disappear off of TV? And lo and behold, we got the answer. Me. And he even got a decent match, too. Not like you should be surprised, but with mm-hmm. Jordan Devlin, because he got a Cruiserweight title match on NXT TV against him. So, before, and it was like right before the pandemic. So, it's like kind of head scratching. It was like, oh, a month later. But this is WWE we're talking about. There, there were rumors four years ago that they didn't have anything planned for Seth at WrestleMania 32. I was like, nah, you don't keep the title on somebody for mm-hmm. eight months. I mean, that's not the same thing as getting released, but I'm just saying in terms of shocking things that happened. They claimed they didn't have a top, they didn't have like a top tier match for Seth. I was like, nah, because that's that that's thing with uh, Taker and Shane probably would have been Seth's spot. I think personally. 
because there was a lot of different what ifs. Because initially, it probably would have been Taker. I mean, Sting and yeah, Sting and Taker. Um, and then you know when that happened with Sting, I was like, yeah, I think they would have put Seth in that spot. Like, I don't know how, like, what the, what the backstory would have been. Maybe that's mm-hmm. maybe Shane is uh maybe Taker is Shane's guy or whatever. Right. And then maybe Seth would have been Vince's guy type thing. And it probably wouldn't have been inside the cell either though. But like I couldn't imagine they didn't have anything planned for Seth. But that was the rumor. I was just like, Yeah. I mean it's possible mm-hmm. that he could have ended up in that ladder match that Zack Ryder won. But it's like c- certain things are kind of shocking when you see and hear them is just like, really? Like Rusev, I saw coming that release. It's like, yes. They don't know when to pull the trigger on guys. It's almost like in Jericho was just talk, talking about it too. He had uh, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hoggins on his podcast. You just seem like it's almost like Vince gets mad when people get over. He doesn't anticipate them getting over. And I don't even understand that. Just because it gets to be too much because he wants to be right all the time. The issue is, is when you want to be right about something and you want to be able to have your hand in it. Right. You want to be able to say, okay, I still got this. Problem is, is that once it gets to a certain point where now you can't read the fans, now you don't know your business right. as well, you have to go back and study. And Vince doesn't want to do it. He's too old for that. He's too old for that. He don't want to go back and study that type of stuff. He wants to be able to know what he wants way ahead of time before I have to actually go do it. So, that's all I did. But I just wonder when the fans start getting behind people like what makes them say finally listen because guarantee you they were not gonna push back you like that the fans can get behind yeah, you true. yeah same same with db they still didn't want to push db they legit had dude i don't know what is what is vince's fixation with him facing sheamus at wrestlemania but because they because <laughs> they remember they worked yeah. the pre-show in 27 when db was u.s champion then they the world title match, which was when they buried DB. Well, that was like eight seconds he beat him or something started. like that. And then they yeah. something <laughs> like that, eighteen seconds, something like that. It was some ridiculous thing. I'm like, bro, you'd have had them wrestle at WrestleMania three times in four years if you actually did that match. The only year would have been 29 if they didn't, because it was like Orton, Sheamus, and Big Show against the Shield. It was it was it was too much like DB kissed like AJ Lee. And then after that, he lost eight seconds. And that's something that people are going to remember at that WrestleMania. When that possibly could have been, like, one of the best. Like, that could have probably been a good start-off match. But no. I have an idea. Here we go. Hear me out. You kiss AJ Lee. uh, You broke it. And then you lose the title. But see, that's something you do with a mid-card title, too. You don't do that. And that's the problem. They, they For years, they were putting the world title in, like, the opening match after, like, 25 or something. Right. or tw- No, after 26, I think they started using it as an opener because Edge and Del Rio was opener for the world title. Then DB and Sheamus, world title was opener. By 29, I think they was it Swagger and Del Rio, but that wasn't the opener though. I think it was a shield against, yeah, Sheamus. Yeah. But it was like one of the early matches in the card. I know that for sure. Yeah. Swagger and Del Rio was. So, yeah. I, I don't I don't know, man. It, it, it's puzzling at times it's just with Vince as far as his just decisions on things. I don't understand it. To just, 
I mean, they made up for it though. The next pay per view, that two out of three falls match at Extreme at Extreme Rules with uh, Shane. Speaking of DB though, uh, heading into SmackDown tomorrow, uh, we got DB versus Jeff Hardy in the Intercontinental Championship uh, tournament, and we got Elias versus the phenomenal one AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Sorry. <laughs> DB about to be a daddy again, so we already know how it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it should be a good match, though. It's because uh, DB, honestly, like I said, that dude. It. I just. I just ashamed he got robbed so many years. That this dude got almost three years of his career. It's just a pleasure to watch that dude. Do his thing in the ring, like he he carried Baron Corbin to a match like three weeks ago. How many people can say that? Uh, hey, 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 Baron needs no so, carrying. Um, okay, you, there will be no Baron Corbin slander on Hot Take Wrestling. <laughs> okay, Baron Corbin's trash. Uh, oh, before before COVID, Baron tonight, Corbin was the dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. Let's just let's just state three facts right now, okay? Not to be disrespectful, not to be rude to anybody, not to be mean to anyone. There are certain aspects of wrestlers that we do not disagree with. We do not disagree with. I'm sorry, we do not agree with the fact that Nia Jax is a beast. We don't agree with that. We don't think she's a great wrestler. We think she needs more work. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin <laughs> is in that same boat, in my opinion, because he has great moves. Yes, and I applaud him for landing Edge like softly and lightly on his neck. It's pretty, it's beautiful, it's nice. Problem is, is that everything else is so trash. Like he's, he's not like a terrible like human being or anything he's just a bad hey I, okay wrestler. I, and that's just I, I tell you what i'm going he's, he's to positioned way tell you what i'm going to need then if you're going to say all this about people. corbin all right i'm going to need you to trash naya the same way because she just injured Kyrie zane on monday Okay, fine. Like if she wasn't, if she wasn't in, if she wasn't like Ross cousin, she probably would have been released by now. And it's like nobody wants to say that. I don't know why. Maybe because she's like for all intents and purposes. Like I said, I've heard she's she's a nice gal. She's a fun. She's a fun gal. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that part out. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, but all jokes aside, it's like you can't go around doing the stuff she does. And still have a job like it's it's borderline hair pulling at this point in terms of to like it's just that mind-boggling she hasn't been suspended for the stuff she's done you can't haul off and punch someone in the face because they hit you in the back of the head like accidents happen like it's it's the it's worse than what brock lesnar did to Braun Strowman by far and i just like it's i mean she she dropped charlotte on her shoulder almost cracked her almost broke her neck like the night after wrestling at 33 she injured bailey Cause she was wearing the Kinesio tape for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm forgetting somebody. Dukari, you said already. Was it was it Ember? Yeah, I think it was Ember. Female Ryback, eh? She just like she's sloppy. 
That's accurate. He might be worse. There you go. That's accurate. Female Ryback. She is. She like she has the potential to do great things, but she's too she's, bad. Ryback doesn't trash. have Rock as a cousin. Trash. I'll just leave it there. Speaking of speaking of Ryback and Rock, I remember somebody was like, "Yeah, how, how super over like Ryback was." Man, this is the title change to Hell in a Cell. I'm like, "Yeah," because Ryback versus The Rock is gonna sell tickets over Rock versus CM Punk. <laughs> This is this is why nobody takes you guys seriously. I'm like we all we've all been there and said somebody should have won or something like that. But I don't think too many of times we said something that ridiculous or it's like or yeah, right actually got the or it, it ain't necessarily had to be right back right back versus Ryback Ryback rock. Versus it could have been CM Punk versus Rock without the title at all. I, I as much of a Rock fan as I am and I know you guys are, I think we all can agree that the Rock didn't need that title whatsoever. No, no, no. He didn't. I I yeah. didn't appreciate him declaring that he's going to get the strap too, the title match instead of like they should have at least had him win the rumble. I don't even think people would have been mad at that if he actually went in and didn't like come in at a spot. Because you think about that time in 2013, there was really nobody that mm-hmm. was super over at that point that should have won the rumble. I think that's kind of why they went with mm-hmm. Cena, even though they, like the the ultimate goal was for Cena to get his win back. Right. But if you really look at that. The roster, like who was who was really going right. to win at that time in 2013, where it's like, oh, I needed to see that person win because they kept getting it wrong a lot of years in the fans' eyes. I'm trying to remember, like it was a stretch after Edge won in 2010. Well, no, Del Rio was the right person to get. I mean, they were destined to, they were like desperate to get him over, but in terms of 2011, no, nah, I'll, I'll I'll take that back. They I was the definitely that, thinking Wade. I, I totally was there. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't mind the ADI. I, I I thought that was a good a good one that year at least. Yeah. I, I, it was okay. I didn't think it was terrible. Yeah, it wasn't terrible, but they they were getting it wrong a lot of years. We yeah. we know 20, 2015 was just a crap show for the Rumble. Yeah, it was shit. That was probably like the worst Rumble ever. At least from the days yeah. I've been watching the Rumble. I can't speak for everybody on this podcast, but that was probably one of the worst Rumbles ever, honestly. I, uh, not to switch gears, I hated that the fact that the end of the last dance, I'm sorry, the last ride so early. And we have to wait. <laughs> to say, wait, what? Yeah, we have, to, we have to wait two more weeks for the Undertaker's last ride. Last it was only a five, it's a five-part five series, day. right? It's me off it today. Yeah, and we're at part three. I hate when they do that. They little like break and then they bring something back. Like it's not a season. It's only five parts. Cause now they have to cause and, and what they're doing is they're um uh they're making uh they're they're gonna go on that Goldberg that Goldberg match that they're doing at that point. So Yeah, I I, I think we're getting the announcement that uh, Taker's done. And- only way I don't see him yeah. retiring right now is because I know Drew really is 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 uh, pushing to face Taker at WrestleMania. I mean, it could work because I said this, he's on a short list of people, and I heard mm-hmm. that Taker wanted to work. So I, I wouldn't be mad at right it, there, so. but if if the Boneyard match ends up being the last time, you know, Taker laces up the boots, hey, cool. 
because he already had the proper send off with the Roman Reigns thing uh, for that particular character, and, and that was the right type of send off. Like that should have been it, and he he even said that. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I don't. Uh, I already told you two episodes ago who we're gonna get King Corbin. If Taker comes back for another WrestleMania, I told you Mark Calloway. Stay retired or retire, please. Yeah, but please please retire. not let Baron Corbin retire your career because that's the stupidest thing I've heard. Because you know it's going to happen. And it's not even what I want to say. Mm. It's one of those things where you know something's going to happen, but it's not like you want No, I, I think uh, uh, yeah. Mark Calloway, a.k.a. Yeah. Taker, has the juice to be like, nah. <laughs> I, I think he's the one guy, Vince. If Vince won't give that's anybody true. else other than Triple H that kind of a... Uh, you know, say so. He's the other guy I'm looking at. Like, yeah, no, that ain't happening. I mean, he owes Taker ever since that time right. they called him out his name on Raw and Taker legit choked him. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think he's the only whoa, person that, that can say that. But I, me personally, I do think that's how this is going to end up. It's going to end up with uh, him announcing it at the end of that. Yeah, no, because, uh, well, I mean, they are tiling at the last ride, so I would think. Unless they're no, just they, saying uh, this is the last ride in terms of kayfabe that. and him kind of not living and, and dying. Because the way he says it, like, he lived and, and died, you know, not died, but lived and breathed kayfabe all the time. So, like, he he really tried to protect that character with everything. So, you know, he was always in character if somebody basically seen him, if if you will, so. Unless they're talking about it in that type of capacity, maybe. Yeah. But I'm I'm thinking this that that might have been it. Yeah, because Taker really is kind of picking his opponents because uh, he was telling the story where Vince asked him, "Who do you want to work for WrestleMania 18?" He's like, "You can get a younger guy. You can get Ric Flair." He's like, "Yeah, I want to work for Ric Flair." <laughs> so. Yeah, he got a little juice, man. So yeah, I, I think that's that's, that's how we're gonna see that. And then, like we saw in on the, the last ride, he he was sitting there and he's watching the AJ match, and he's like, "Oh man, I would love to work with AJ." And we got that, you know. So uh, only time will tell. But like you said, we gotta wait two weeks. So that's been great. I mean, so I I I, I liken it to the last dance by the Bulls, uh, by ESPN and um. I guess it, it makes sense for you to say, hey, we're going to do this on Taker, you know, around the same time as that. Because he kind of is like the the Bulls, if you will, you know what I'm saying, in, in terms of wrestling. Is The Undertaker the GOAT? No. He belongs on WWE's route, Mount Rushmore, but he's not the GOAT. My GOAT is either much as it pains me. You know what? No, I'm not even going to... He's not... No, he's not even getting consideration. In terms of, like, who's more... Who's most known? Sure. Hogan, it's Hogan or Flair. But in terms of who's all-around, whether I'm talking mic skills, drawing power, wrestling ability, it's got to be Stone Cold or Flair. That's just me. That's that's my opinion. (laughs) These are the thoughts of Hot Take Kenny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I cannot, nor will I try to speak for Tim or Joe. But that's those. Those are one of my two goats, and that's why people say, "Oh, 
Flair is on WWE's Mount Rushmore. I'm like, no, because Flair put a lot of his work in in NWA, National Wrestling Alliance, not Alliance, not the WCC folks. I mean, Flair, Flair is on the Mount Rushmore wherever. Like, you know. I'm not going to say that because he only spent like two years in WWE. (laughs) That's why I'm not going to. And before the evolution days, I'm saying he was in WWE from like 93 and right. 94. I think I twice. Say. So he did touch the strap, I think once or twice, but you, but I wouldn't put it. That's just me. Like I said, that's you. That's you. I, I'm not going to, you got to have a bigger, bigger body of work. To me, that's like putting Michael Jordan's wizard days and saying he's watching. Hey, you wouldn't, Mount you wouldn't Rushmore. watch the ESPN doc, uh, doc on his last in three years that, in, in, in uh, Washington. Ah. No, I, I, no, it was it was two and no. I, I don't want to watch that. I have no desire. <laughs> I don't, I don't hey, but people like will watch that something. though. You, you can't <laughs> not. It, I oh, mean, people will watch it. I will watch it. People will watch it. Person past their peak, still performing well, but they're obviously past their peak. I mean, it's the taker effect, if you will. Like not to down, you know, uh, uh, you know, talk crazy about them or. But that's what Flair mm-hmm. was basically in WWE at that point. He was like to like MJ on the Wizards. I mean, that's why I, I, said I, I, I speak when I say that. I, like you myself. said, ninety three, ninety four. Say... I mean, he was only there for two years, but Flair is still Flair. Like if they didn't book him a certain way, that's on them. But drawing power, like you said, charisma, mic skills, like he's still Ric Flair at the end of the day. Like, yeah, but I can't put him over Hogan. Oh no, not for WWE, sure. no. for WWE. For WWE, we're talking WWE. I can't put him over Taker. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was saying. Yeah, no, 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 I didn't say wrestling. I said WWE's Mount Rushmore. I said, could we, could yeah, that's that's all I was making the case no, no, for. I, no, I just make sure. I, I sure. thought you were just saying, but I was only WCW. Yeah, no, no, for wrestling, no, no, for wrestling, for for wrestling, for sure. If you're doing a wrestling Mount Rushmore again, that's when it gets a little murky. Because do you want to incorporate other promotions? How do you do that? Mm-hmm. Because there's some people in Japan who probably and and people there. that you know a lot or of wrestling fans probably never even seen. Like like you said, people in Japan. If if you don't follow wrestling to that degree, where you're going and seeking it out from other fans, like you know, the list gets long and long and long of people of matches that you should should check out. Yeah, and that's the thing with WWE too. When you do a goat thing. It's like it's a little different than other sports because not because it's pre, not just because it's predetermined, but also because guys do different things. Like if we're just doing a flat out wrestling ability, Mount Rushmore, uh, for me at least, like I said, I I can't incorporate Japan because I don't see a lot of them. Like I know the names and stuff, but if I'm just doing like United States, uh, I think DB's earned it. Some people might say, "Oh, you're crazy." No. That dude for like four or five years in a row was arguably probably like the best wrestler on the planet. Uh, Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, probably Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Those would probably be the four I would say. Uh, I'm tempted to knock either Kurt or DB off, though, just or I'm tempted to knock somebody off. Maybe not DB, I did just praise DB. I'm tempted to knock Kurt off for Benoit. No, you 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 won't get any That's argument me for me. I was been while marking. I was a kid though. <laughs> I won't I won't argue with you with the Benoit thing. Um, I think. Okay. Yeah, as if we're talking just if, wrestling if ability. I'm not talking. Yeah. If we're talking about flat out wrestling ability, if we just talk about the ability to wrestle, the ability to make you believe, 
and you are as dominant or as great as you are. There are years that Sean has some stuff that is up there. There are years that um, Flair has obviously been amazing. Um, there are also years where Stone Cold has gotten his ass whooped, but he's looked like a boss coming out. It's going to sound bad when I say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. I cannot put Dwayne Johnson on my Mount Rushmore as a wrestling performer. Overall, Mike Wise. I'd agree with that. Personality wise, I can. Like, that's fine. But, like, strictly wrestling, just wrestling, nothing else. It's probably Sean, Flair. And like a two-way tie between uh, Kurt and Triple H. Just between, just, just if I'm just doing based off of wrestling, because they've all had really great matches and really um, great aspects. And the only reason why it's a two-way tie between Kurt and Triple H is just because I don't think that they really give Kurt a fair shot to really go at everybody. But when that match with at WrestleMania with Kurt versus Sean. That was a, that was fantastic. The one with him and Brock, just as good. The one with him and Eddie, just as good. Mm. Oh my God, I forgot Eddie Guerrero. Oh shit. Yeah, that's what to say. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's a tough. I can't say anyone's right or wrong when they put certain because you know somebody else who gets an honorable mention is AJ. It's, it's, it's oh tough, man. I'm not gonna even try tonight. And then, and then this is the, that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and, and it's, if you. And then when you start incorporating some of the Japanese wrestlers, that's what I'm saying, or people that worked in JPW, because he's it's been fewer years, but in terms of the body of work, Kenny Omega is starting to, I ain't going to say all time, but he's starting, he might be cracking the top 20, probably. Yeah. Well, for his body. That's, a, that's an episode in itself. List. Yeah. But speaking of people with personality, even though he didn't actually wrestle, we, we didn't cover this last episode. So what's what's up with the? I think Cornette says Jim a Cornette. lot of what he says just to remain relevant. I think the dinosaurs of wrestling, guys like him who aren't still like in prominent placing, uh, you know, in in terms of at a at a WWE somewhere with a prominent role, um, at a uh, AEW if you will, or Impact or Ring of Honor. They, when they're left to their own devices, mm-hmm. I, I know he was affiliated with NWA uh, when they were restarting that. I think his remarks got him removed from that system too. So, they, yeah, yeah they so guys like him with the fried chicken, I, I think you know, they say some of the stuff they say just to remain relevant, just to still get you know, hit, hit the headlines and you know, pique some interest. I mean, it for. As bad as it is, right, people still slow down and look at car crashes, right? So I, I think it's just the same effect with him. I think he's just he's made a name for himself all these years as as that type of a character and and a person, I suppose. And it's just kind of you, you you get used to it and you just you're doing it's it's like muscle memory. Yeah. What's so crazy is that WWE just brought him back into the fold recently because wasn't he at one of the Hall of Fames? Who they induct? I'm trying to remember who they inducted. Uh, yeah, he was. He spoke for someone. I'm trying to remember who it was. 
Was the oh yeah, it was uh Midnight Express, yeah. right? Okay. I don't know why I forgot that. He clearly was <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> their manager or whatever, but if he didn't shoot himself in the foot, like I would have seen, I thought AEW would have put. And that's what I mean, like made him their manager. Not shoots himself in the foot, like he he constantly gets in his own way. Yeah. But you know what, though, they might overlook it, though, because some of these people have been saying things of shooting themselves in the foot, though, plenty of times. If you go back, and it's like recent stuff, like Nyla Rose basically, uh, you know, she at one point said something, made like a joke about somebody being molested. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, they put the strap on her. So it's like, they maybe they will overlook certain things. I don't know if they feel mm-hmm. like it's free game, like free range to say certain things if you're not saying it to other wrestling personalities. Because something like years ago, Sean Spears said some trash comments. And one time, I think he said, like, it's not rape if you yell surprise yeah, or something. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, are they, like, overlooking this thing if it doesn't involve another wrestling personality? Or because I can't imagine, I'm because I'm shocked that, that Impact put the title on Tessa. After all this stuff, like, all those women confirmed it at different promotions, too. So they can't say, oh, they're just thirsty for attention mm-hmm. because. No, these are all different promotions from Chelsea Green to um, I forgot the young lady who else confirmed it, but it was plenty of them that confirmed the mm-hmm. didn't, didn't Big Swall get involved in it yeah. too? So I don't know, but in the end, that involved, I mean, it's big, so I don't know. It's, it, it's a murky, it's everybody, even in just regular day life, not sure just these thing. you know, wrestling companies, everybody pick and choose their battles, you know. You know, when it comes to somebody they, you know, they like or they, you're not necessarily dislike, you're not going to go to bat for them. But, you know, it's just some of those type of things. Mm-hmm. Hell, even with Randy, Randy failed that drug test so many times, he should have been Whoa. out of the WWE long ago. They claim they didn't have the three strikes. They lying their asses strike. off, but we're not going to go down it. <laughs> I, that's what I said. I said I said they claim. I'm not saying yeah. they didn't. That's what I'm saying. I, I can't say I said they claim. That, that was that's totally in effect. Like, I remember <laughs> when they first started implementing that thing. And yeah. But you know, it's a it's an exception to every rule. So hey. You want to get solved. Well when you're blessed when you're yeah. blessed like Randy you exactly. you'll get away with murder, to be honest with you. Like you'll get away with murder. Yeah, because he uh was 2011, he was on somebody's podcast or doing an interview. I don't know podcasts weren't really popping. So maybe it was an interview more so than anything. He was like straight up just slut shaming Kelly Kelly. Two days later, like they put the, they took the title off Christian and put it on Randy Orton. Yeah. <laughs> That's just terrible. Because they were just talking, like, he was just basically talking about she was just getting around backstage in a sense. I mean, the, the whole Legend Killer character was only an extension of himself anyway. So I, I could, you know. Well, he shouldn't be out there just bragging about it, but uh, how many guys? I don't know. He wasn't even speaking on himself. He was just saying that, like, she was getting knocked down, basically. And they were asking, like, for names and stuff. And he's like, yeah, some of some guys I don't think she did anything with, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah. 
I was like, yeah, that's not a good look, bro. It's just like you said, it, it, they pick and choose their battle type thing because that that have been somebody else. You know, same with Hogan, though. It's like, how do you welcome that dude back in the fold? That's just a slap in the face to all. Like, it's not even just the black wrestlers because I told you some of them, like Drew McIntyre was looking at him a certain way Yeah, when he came out. Like, when he came out for the Hall of Fame last year, he was getting some looks. Like, New Day was not standing up and clapping. Becky and Seth were just seated. (laughs) (laughs) Like, people were not for it. Yeah. You know Bret Hart's not for it. Speaking of that, before we do get get him out of here. (laughs) But uh, going back. Dark Side of the Ring. I haven't Mm. watched any of this myself, but I've heard it's been some pretty great episodes. And they and they just had an episode Bro. on Owen Hart that I, I think everybody needs to go back and check that out. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. I, that was one of the few I was gonna check out. Um, and I think we myself did a disservice. I've not picking a winner of this Intercontinental Championship tournament, and they kind of just segue too because I think Owen at one point was IC champ. Uh, I think the way they've been doing all those video packages, they're gonna go with Jeff Hardy. I don't know if that is necessarily the right move at this point. I'd rather see if they want to make it a workhorse title again. I'd rather see DB or AJ win it. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, I'm glad you made that suggestion for everybody. At least because I I meant to go back and watch the Dark Side of the Ring with Owen. It's honestly a tragic situation to say the least. Um, yeah, bro. If y'all get a chance, if y'all get a chance to watch Dark Side of the Ring, please watch. The first two episodes with Chris Benoit and watch one, watch the setup of what they originally have like like how they how WWE has handled it. Two, watch like the cause and effect of a lot of those things because a lot of it is messed up. And I, and I agree with you. I, I would rather have either uh, um. AJ have it or DB have it, but DB's not to have a kid, so it'll probably be AJ and then probably work his ass for yeah. his contract. Plus, because uh, plus it's like they just move AJ back to SmackDown, so, so yeah, that's gonna be so it kind of be weird not to give him a prominent yeah, spot. It's gonna be lit. Yeah. No, because uh, yeah, just going back to the one hard thing, like it, I think. Uh, Everyone was in an agreement, and I didn't even know that that they just told Jr. like on the fly, like, yeah, Owen didn't make it. We're going back live yeah. in second. Like what? Yeah, that's what I, I mean. They should have just announced it. Hey, this event's over, type thing. But that was just a really bad look. Cause I remember watching that pay per view when I was a kid, and I was just like. Like, yeah. I know what to think. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. The WWE is a is a is a well oiled machine. Business. They don't give it. Yeah. Well, with that being said, guys, I do think we've given the people a suggestion to check out Dark Side of the Ring if they haven't already, and we have covered the wrestling week thus far. Yeah, yep. uh, I didn't make a pick for the tourney, the Intercontinental Championship. I am going to go with the phenomenal one, just because, like you guys said, um, yeah, DB is getting ready to 
uh, you know, go be a daddy again. And um, I do, uh, even though, I, you know, Elias has been working his ass off and I would like to see him get used a little more prominently if he can stay healthy and, you know, they utilize him better. But uh, if not, hey, I'm not mad at AJ getting the title, having a nice little run with it. Well, that make uh, he has been a tag team champion, but yeah, yeah. I think it would make him triple crown. I just wouldn't make him grand slam, mm-hmm. yeah, because he won the U.S. and he won the WWE championship. So yeah, that should be triple crown. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody in their mom is a grand slam champion at this point. Almost that doesn't even mean anything anymore. Yeah, Back in so. the day, it used to. Just checking. Because like Shawn Michaels was like, one, I think he was like the first grand slam champion. And yeah, no, it didn't happen that often. Let's right. make sure. Last question. You know, yeah, no, this is a legit question. Yeah, because they did say it's the one title that's losing. I'm like, that just shows you how little they think of their tag division. <laughs> that's the line they use when they said AJ's in this tournament. It's the one title that's losing. They always throw that line out there, and then right. I'm like, I'll see how tag. Gonna, AJ's so not going to try to be a tag team champion. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh speaking of the line we can wrap this up in the next minute or so the uh, when the rival showed up in AEW did we get we got the we got the what are they doing here <laughs> rightfully so <laughs> with their bad guy leather jackets on no shirts <laughs> oh man FTR bro FTR <laughs> SCU FTR. <laughs> it's SCU is FTR. We're definitely we're definitely gonna get that. Oh man, they gotta do it when the crowds are back though. SCU uh, FTR. All right, man, let's, put a, let's put a button on this we're thing, FTR. man. All right, you can find the Hot Take Wrestling yeah, Podcast sure. on Twitter at Wrestling Take. You can find it on Instagram at Hot Take Wrestling. KG, let the people know where they can find you at on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Hot Take Kenny. Once again, if Twitter stops, you know, being rude to me and just like not letting me be great. All right, all right. Point, I'll try to get back on Joe Freezy. Tell the people where they can find you on social media. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can find me on uh, J-O-E dot F-R-E-E-L-O-N three lowercase I's. Uh, that's on Instagram. That's on Facebook. Uh, that is also on Twitter. Uh, follow me because I need more followers on Twitter, bro. On, on real. <laughs> I want smoke. I want rest smoke. All right. Oh. You can follow me, Old Man Logan, on Instagram at Old Man Logan 83. You can follow me on Twitter at LegendKillerZo. And... You can follow Mr. Will Jamison on Instagram at King in the Black Robe. I don't remember what his Twitter is, but you can also listen to the Hot Take Wrestling Podcast on Spotify, on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio, and on, of course, Anchor Radio, anchor.fm, okay? And um, dot, dot, dot. for all things HTWP, hit up Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E. Slash hot take wrestling pod. All right. Yeah, man.
Word oh, life. There you have it. Word life. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, no. We're going to end with that. In three, two, Joe. one. Right here, right here, right here. Not Word there, but right here. I need a. I need a. listening to the hot take wrestling podcast the hot take wrestling podcast is brought to you by the nmg network a division of nmg enterprises llc